How excellent is thy name, O Lord, in all the earth, God. You are so great and greatly to be praised. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit and power. Thank you for your love and mercy, O God, today. I truly appreciate you, Jesus. God, words cannot express enough thanksgiving to you. All your mercy and all your long-suffering and your goodness. God, you're kind and considerate, loving in all you do, God. Truly, you are God and God alone. Prepare our hearts today, O God. Prepare our minds, our thoughts, O God. Make us like you in your image, O God. Mold us today, God, I pray. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. To the book of Psalms this morning, chapter 77, verses 1 through 13. Psalms chapter 77. Thank you, musicians. Amen. Psalm 77. Psalm of Asaph. Psalm 77. Let me there say amen. Asaph write, I cried unto God with my voice, even to God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. And the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night. And cease not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained. And my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old and the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will He be favorable no more? Is His mercy clean gone forever? Doth His promise fail forevermore? Have God forgotten to be gracious? Have He in His anger shut up His tender mercies? Salah. And I said, this is my infirmities, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary, who is so great a God as our God. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. And that's what I want to speak to you from that thought today. Thy way, the way of the Lord, is in the sanctuary. Pray with me again. Father, thank you. God, I truly appreciate all that you do. God, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us again today, Lord God. Let us not leave the way that we walk through these doors, God, but let us walk out changed and renewed and refreshed in the Holy Ghost. 
And God, we will give you all the glory. We will give you all the honor and all the praise this day. In the name of Jesus, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Amen. And you may be seated. Amen. The way of the Lord is in the sanctuary. One of the things about being a Christian is that most people do not understand why they go through things when they give their life to Jesus Christ. Jesus never told us that we would not have trouble. He never told us that we would not have sickness. He never told us that we would not be rejected. And He never told us that we would be hurt as Christians. And as a matter of fact, Jesus said that in this world you shall have tribulations. In this world you will suffer persecutions. In this world you will be hated by all men for my name's sake. As this is why Peter tells us, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you, but rejoice inasmuch as you are partaker of Christ's suffering, that when the, His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with also exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the Spirit and glory of God rest upon you. On their part He's evil spoken of, but on your part He is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief, or as an evildoer or as a busybody in another man's matter. You see, troubles and trials and things are going to come our way. As a matter of fact, Paul told the church at Corinth in the second chapter and the fourth, I meant the second chapter, second book and the fourth chapter, he said, we're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. Having that understanding that you're going to face some trials, whether it's yours or you're going to face it with someone else that has trials that are going to come to you to talk to you about their trials, you're going to face trials when it comes. You're going to see troubles when they come. This is why the writer tells us, amen, to rejoice evermore and in everything give thanks for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. He says, let your moderation be known to all. All men that the Lord is at hand. He says, be careful for nothing but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Isaiah tell you in the 61st chapter in verse 3, amen, that God has given you and I a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that you might be called trees of righteousness, the planet of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Paul told the church at Corinth in the 10th chapter and the 13th verse, uh, he says, amen, that there's no trouble taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful and would not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able to bear, but with the temptation also make a way of escape for you. Having these understandings that trials are going to come and things are going to come in our lives, it prepares us and gives us warning to get ready. Amen. And so why does God get us ready? He says, I'm going to give you a garment uh, called praise uh, so when these things come your way, you can lift up holy hands in the sanctuary. You can lift up, amen, your minds and your thoughts uh, and you can begin to magnify 
and exalt me and I will deliver thee. Amen. You've got to understand the concept of what praise really do for you. Amen. Troubles are going to come. Isaiah says, amen, that we have this garment called praise to be ready for the battle when it comes our way. Amen. If you have given the devil a black eye with praise, that's how you give him a black eye. You give praise to God. The writer of Hebrews, Paul writes in the 6th chapter, the ninth verse, he says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trials. Amen. Not Peter. That's Peter. Amen. But the 6th chapter and the ninth verse, he says, Beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you. Things that accompany salvation though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love which you have shown to his name. And that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence unto the fullness of the hope that is set before you. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, said, Surely, blessing, I will bless you. And multiply, and I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he received the promise. For man verily swear by the greater, and hope the confirmation is the end of all strife. But God been more willing to show the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it with an oath, that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have laid hope unto the hope that is set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Amen. Jesus is our anchor. He is our hope. Those two immutable things is God's promise and His hope. Amen. God is faithful. He cannot lie. His Word will ever accomplish what He wants it to accomplish. His oath, the Bible says, because He could swear by no greater, He swore by Himself, saying, Surely, Abraham, I will bless you and multiply. I will multiply you. God is faithful. He can't lie. You can take it to the bank. No matter how many trials, no matter how many troubles come against you, if you get in the habit of praising God, you will see yourself being lifted up every time. Amen. He's given you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You just got to get into that habit to Trust God and believe God that every word he says is true and he's going to come through for you. That's why Isaiah tries to encourage you in the 40th verse. Have you not heard? Don't you know that God is not weary and God does not faint? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. So don't let your little trial push you in the corner. Lift up, hold the hands in the sanctuary and magnify the Lord. Asaph says, I cried unto God with my voice. Even to God with my voice. And he gave ear to me. He says, in the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My soul ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. Think about that. He says, God heard me, but I just refuse to be comforted. That's a lot of people's problem. You don't want to be comforted. They want a crutch. <laughs> they need a prop. 
Oh, woe is me. You know. He said, my soul refused to be comforted. He says, I remembered God and I was troubled. In other words, he says, well, because I know we weren't obedient and didn't do what God says. So that's why I'm in this place I am right now. That's what he's really saying. He says, every time I think about what I'm going through, it's my own fault because God heard me. He says, but I just haven't listened to what God told me to do. And so and as a result, every time I think about God, I, it troubles me. <laughs> Amen. He says, <laughs> he says, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. In other words, heaviness set in every time you start complaining. See, when you start complaining about the troubles, that you're just weighing yourself down more. He's giving you a garment of praise to get the mess off of you. Amen. So he says, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Thou holdest my eyes awake. He says, I can't sleep because I'm thinking about it. He says, you know, I couldn't, I was so troubled I couldn't speak. He said, I can't find words to say. You know, he goes on, he says, and I, I have considered the days of old and the years of ancient. He says, I look back, man, he says, things were good. And now I'm going through some things in my life. He says, I call to remember my song in the night. He says, man, I could sing with the best of them. He says, I had a song for every situation. In the night, I could get up and sing. I got up in the morning, I could sing. He says, I remember the songs of old. And, you know, he's, he's trying to, to bring this thing around to us here. He says, I communicate with my own heart and my spirit made diligent cert. And then he says, you know, I was talking to myself. I said, you know, so what's wrong? You know, where did this mess come from? He started talking to himself, he says here, and then he started asking questions. He says, will the Lord cast off forever? He says, and, and will he be favorable no more? And, and will, is his mercy clean gone? Is God ran out of mercy? He says that his promise fell forevermore. Have God forgotten how to be gracious? <laughs> God, is God not going to be kind anymore? He says, has he, in his anger, have he shut up all of his tender mercies? Notice, you know, you you guys don't face nothing like that. <laughs> See, notice this brother's struggling here. <laughs> he's going through some things in his life here, and you know, he, he's trying to figure this thing out. And then he says, "This is my infirmities." This thing is making me sick. This thing is distressing me. It's afflicting me, he said. It's overwhelming me. And he says, it's taking my feet out from under me. I'm being prostrated, amen, to have to lay here. And I cannot understand this thing. And he says, i got to get some relief from somewhere. He says, I need some relief. I, I, I must find it somewhere. I must take some view in this matter that I'm going through in my life and these dreadful thoughts that keep coming my way that's overpowering me and crushing my soul. He says, I've got to have some relief somewhere. And so he says, ah, I know what I'll do. He says, the ways of God is in the sanctuary. I will go 
to the house of the Lord. For in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made the heavens and the earth. He will not suffer me to be moved. He that keepeth me will not slumber. He that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is the shade upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Praise God. He says, I'll go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Because His way is in the house. Amen. In the sanctuary. His way is holy. His way is holiness. His ways is such higher than our ways. Amen. It was the place that they had could go to. It was this place that the Lord said to Solomon, If I call a famine to come upon the land, if I shut up the heavens that it gives no rain, if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will heal from heaven. I will forgive them of their sins and I will heal the land because my name is in that place. God's name is always in the sanctuary. Amen. It's here, amen, that he desires to dwell in. Moses was told by the Lord and the writer of Hebrews would put it this way in the ninth chapter in verse 1 and 2. Then verily the first covenant all had also ordinance of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is the sanctuary. The word worldly here does not mean worldly in a sense of what we see taking place in the church today. It means that it is built in the earth, in this world. But God's sanctuary is holy, which temple you are. The ways of the Lord are in the sanctuary. It is here that we learn how to live. It is here that we learn how to treat one another. It is here that we learn how to walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing. It is here that we learn the importance of Christian character and Christian conduct. It is here that we learn how to treat our fellow man. It is here that we learn who Jesus Christ is. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, and received back up into glory. It is his plan here. The ways of our daily living of men is always found in the sanctuary. God's ways, his conduct, his proceeding, his ways, all called holiness, are found in the sanctuary. Here we live and learn how to deal with our troubles. Peter says, cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he cared for you. So Paul, right into the church here, says that the first covenant 
had ordinance of divine service and a worldly sanctuary, for there was a tabernacle made first, which was a candlestick and a table and a showbread, which is called the sanctuary. Amen. The sanctuary. It was a portrait, as God told Moses, to see that you make all things according to the pattern that is shown you in the mount. God has given Moses details, instructions of how to build this place. And it was because he desired to dwell amongst his people. So the sanctuary is the ways of God. Amen. It is the place that you find how to live your life and to live it correctly. If you want to learn how to deal with your calamities, if you want to learn how to deal with your trials, if you want to learn how to deal with your infirmities and rebellion and drunkenness and anger and abuse and hatred and prejudice, all these things get to the sanctuary. This is the place where the lights get turned on. This is the place that souls get fed. This is the place you can find yourself. Oh, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligent to me. Come, eat, and let your soul delight in fatness, and climb your ear to me. Come, hear, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Seek ye the Lord, why he may be found. Call upon him why he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man's his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will abundantly pardon, even to our God, for he shall have have mercy, for my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts, saith the Lord. For as my ways are higher than the heavens, amen, so are my thoughts your thoughts, and my ways your ways. It's in the sanctuary that we learn here how to live and how to do what is right. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. We know that in the outer court was the brazen labor. We know that in the outer courts was the brazen altar. We know that that represents repentance. We know that that represents baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But in the sanctuary, in the place behind the first curtain, you found a lamp, and you found a table, and you found the showbread. It's here which represents the Word of God and the light of the Lamb. Amen. It is here, amen, that you learn how to live according to God's Word, how to live your life according to the things that He has placed in place. You remember when God wrote the first ten commandments. He wrote it on tables of stone. But now, he puts the bread on a wooden 
table. That table was made of acacia wood, which is a very soft wood. You remember what God said to Jeremiah? I will write my, my words in their hearts and in their minds so that they will all know me. The bread laying on the table represents your heart. Your heart must be soft. God said, I will take that old stony heart and I'll give you a heart of flesh so that everyone will know me. Until you learn the Word of God, until you start applying the Word of God, you're never going to be able to go into the holies of all. You're never going to be able to appear before God in the holy place. Now notice, the writer of Hebrews says that there's only three things in the sanctuary. This candlestick, the table, and the showbread. And then if you keep reading, he says that behind the next curtain you find the altar of incense and the ark of the covenant. Why wasn't the incense in the sanctuary? Because... You'll never be able to appear before God as a sweet-smelling savor until you learn to do the Word of God. You'll never be able to appear with Him until you become a doer of His Word. You've got to have that first. See, when you repented of your sins out here in the court, amen, this is why repentance was always the first thing. It is a turning away from the world, and it's turning unto God. Amen. Most people would rather complain than repent. Not me. When I got troubles... The first thing I do is repent. The first thing I do is I fall on my face and I begin to cry out to God as the Psalms that says, Search me, O God. Try me. See if there be wickedness in me and lead me to that rock everlasting. I have to search myself. I don't have time to complain. I've got to find God. I'm like Aesop. Is his mercy gone forever? Is he, is, is his kindness quit? I repent of my sins because I know if I'm going through things in my life there might be something that I need to examine myself for so I don't complain I get on my face before God I begin to pour out my heart to God I begin to cry out to Him have mercy upon me O God look within me God because you desire truth in the inner parts and in the hardened parts where you make me to know wisdom I've got to have God first and foremost. So I immediately began to repent uh, to ask Him to wash me, cleanse me, purge me, God. Whatever you have to do, God, uh, before I get to the sanctuary, you let it take place. Uh, because if sin is in my life, the world is never going to penetrate uh, to what God wants it to do. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to be right. Uh, he wants us to appear before Him and a right mind and a right spirit. So I've got to get my life right before I can ever approach the throne of the Most High God in the sanctuary. And then He appears in the sanctuary. 
and here is that table. My heart has got to be soft. My heart has got to be right so that I can hear the Word of God, that bread of life that will bring change into me. Amen. In the sanctuary, in His presence, is always fullness of joy. And at His right hand, there's always pleasure forevermore. If I'm going to deal with my troubles, I've got to have the Word of God. Thy Word, David says, have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. Oh, everyone that thirsts, come to the waters. Come by wine and milk without bloody and without price. You can deal with your troubles. Get the Word in your heart. For the Word of God is quick. It's powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividers of under of soul and spirit. And joining mind is the discerner of the thought and the intent of your heart. It's the Word of God that God wants you to get. As soon as you repent, as soon as you get baptized in Jesus' name, He wants you to have the Word because the Word is a lamp unto your feet. It is a light unto your path. It's where you find your hope is in the Word of God. You can stand on the Word of God no matter what trial you go through, no matter what you face, as long as you cling to the Word when you've done all you can do. Stand therefore, having your lords girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the gospel of the preparation of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication and the Spirit. You've got to have the Word. It's found in the sanctuary. Here you can learn to grow in God. Here you learn how to walk worthy of the Lord and to all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Praise God. God wants to write it in your heart. He wants to put it in your mind so that you all know Him. Praise God. It's in the sanctuary that light reveals darkness. It's in the sanctuary that you stand in newness of life. It's in the sanctuary that faith is built. Now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Almighty God. Amen. John says that we have heard and declare unto you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. We have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's the words you find inside of the sanctuary. The Lord told Moses in Exodus 25, verse 1 through 9, And the Lord said to Moses, Say, Speak to the children of Israel. Exodus 25, 1 through 9. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take of them, gold, 
and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin dyed red and badger skin, Wisconsin, and shittim wood. All up for the light. <laughs> Spices for another, <laughs> for another and all. And for sweet incense. Onyx stones. And stones to be set in the ephog and in the breastplate. Notice. Notice verse 8, what he says. And let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell among my people. Notice what God says. Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among my people. He desired to dwell among you. Jesus says, I will be in you. I will take up residence in you. But you've got to prepare it. You've got to build this sanctuary. And it starts with repentance. It starts with water baptism. It starts with becoming a doer of God's word and he will take up residence in you and you will know that I'm with my people and I dwell amongst you saith the Lord Almighty nothing shall be able to quench you nothing shall be able to stop you from boasting about your Lord and your Savior because you are the sanctuary know you not that you are the temple of God which temple you are he wants to dwell well in you, but you've got to build this thing yourself. Build me a sanctuary that I may dwell among my people. Oh, the bread, the word, the light is Christ in you shining. This is what Jesus says, let your light shine so men will see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let them build me a sanctuary that I may dwell among my people. I want to dwell among you. I want to be in you. How many times have we heard where two or three are gathered together in my name? There I am in the mix of you. God wants to be there. Amen. But to get that name in you, to get the name in you, it starts with repentance. It starts with water baptism. It starts with doing what God's Word tells you to do. For I will write my name in their foreheads. And if two of you get together in Jesus' name, he's going to show up because both of you are supposed to have him there. <laughs> Praise God. Aren't you excited? Make me a sanctuary. He's in the sanctuary. You've got to learn the Word of God. That's why it's there. So that when trials, when circumstances and things comes, you've got the Word. You've got it. You're clinging to it. You're speaking to yourself, as the psalmster says, and Paul says, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make melody in your heart unto the Lord. No matter what you face in life, I guarantee you, if you just praise God, you're going to feel better. Because He desires to take up residence in you. Paul says to the church at Corinth, Second Corinthians chapter four, three, verse one 
verse 2. He says, We are epistles known and read of all men. Amen. Aren't you glad you're the book? That's what he's saying. You're supposed to be the book. <laughs> you are our epistles written on our hearts, known and read of all men. Because the Word is in the sanctuary. You are the sanctuary. Come on. Amen. Get this thing in your heart. You are the sanctuary. This is where God desires to dwell. Is in you and be in you and walk in you. So when people see you, they should be reading Christ. Because in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Amen. And the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. He came into His own. And His own received them not. But as many as received Him, the dim gave He power to become the sons of God. Amen. You can become a son of God. You can become a daughter of God. Amen. He desires to dwell in you. But you got to prepare the sanctuary. So let me encourage you today. The next time trials come, the next time troubles come, don't complain. Repent. (laughs) That's what Jesus says in Luke 11. Except you repent, you're going to perish. But if I repent of my sins, if I repent, amen, may not be anything that I've done, but if I ask God for forgiveness, He will hear me. Amen. And set me free. Amen. And break those chains. That's trying to bind. Amen. So why don't you kick the devil in the teeth today? <laughs> Give him a black eye and become the sanctuary for God. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Whatever you need this morning, God's got it. Amen. He's, he's got it. He's just waiting to give it to you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, I praise you right now, Jesus. God, everyone under the sound of my voice right now, God. Lord, your ways are in the sanctuary today. Your way, God, are not our ways and your thoughts are not our thoughts. But your ways, God, are in this sanctuary. In the word of God, Lord Jesus, today, Lord. I know there's nothing impossible, God. Search us, O oh God. Search our hearts. Search our minds, O oh God, again today, Lord. You are able, Lord. Amen. Praise God. These altars are open this morning. If you want to come to the altar and pray this morning, amen. Right now, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Let's start a brand new sanctuary. Let's build the sanctuary. Build the sanctuary. Why don't you build the sanctuary this morning where God will dwell at all times. Amen.